Hey Comedy History 101 friends, it's summer. So today we are bringing you a Comedy History 101 select, The History of Rutland Weekend Television. The episode originally ran in April 2017, and we dive into the comedy series that Eric Idle did right after Monty Python. Also, a few tour dates this Thursday through Saturday, July 19th through 21st. I'll be performing at the East to Edinburgh Festival at 59 East 59th Street Theater in New York. You can see my new solo show, Harmon Leon's American Horror Story. And also the whole month of August, I'll be in Edinburgh, Scotland, performing at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, 9 p.m., Banshee Labyrinth, where, yes, I'll be doing my solo show, Harmon Leon's American Horror Story. Also, Comedy History 101 friends, uh, be sure to rate us or comment on iTunes. It sounds really, really stupid, but it really helps our podcast and takes about a second to do. And without further ado, let's dive into part one of the history of Rutland Weekend Television. Uh, hello, good afternoon. Uh, welcome to episode two, if you've been keeping track of Comedy History 101. Ba ba ba. Okay, do we have, I guess, do you need to get a, do you have a, do you have a, a stinger? We need a stinger, dude. Well, apparently you didn't listen to episode one, did you? Oh, okay. There's a sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a sting dropped in. Uh, okay. I am uh, Harmon Leon, and with me is um, I'm Scott Colonico, coming at you from Edinburgh, Scotland. And uh, this this podcast, this very podcast that you are listening to with your ear listening devices, is all about uh, kind of how what the name says: Comedy History 101. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, no one. I'm assuming that we'll eventually we'll get on a roll with this. And it's like it's always being around. Uh, so if you are listening, maybe jump in around uh, minute three. We got we, we got we're up to speed, kind of, and we got the momentum going. It's kind of like it's, it's like always, the, it's always about a little bit of a slow start. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, I'm not going to mention any names. There's some of those podcasts you skip forward. You know, there's like ten minutes you have to skip forward through. What the what the no, fuck are you no, talking about? Say, no, no, oh, sorry, didn't say any names. I'm just saying. Yeah, but no, no, I think they have that. You know, like if we if we could just talk about our cats for like ten minutes, then we know it's always going to be us talking about our cats. Yeah, yeah. and then you ease into it. Yeah, you know, ease into. It. But we don't. I don't have a cat. Do you? I don't have a cat either. Oh, now, but it. um. <laughs> Today we have like a very interesting piece of comedy history, which, you know, weirdly, I only came across this about like, I would say like a little bit over a month ago, and I never even knew uh, this existed. If you're not familiar with Rutland Weekend Television. It's a series that Eric Idle did right after he was on Monty Python. So Monty Python's Flying Circus ended in 1974, and Eric Idle uh, was the first Python to get his own TV show. And that TV show was uh, Rutland Weekend Television. It lasted for two uh, series. Uh, 
1975 to 1976. And the premise was easy. Uh, it is basically... Uh, it's a small town television show, which you can even go and say kind of inspired SCTV. So it was kind of like the SCTV of its time. So each uh, half hour episode was essentially a day of programming in Rutland. A very, very special welcome to the very, very first evening's viewing on Rutland Weekend Television. Tonight is a very, very special occasion. And if you don't know what Rutland is, it's one of the smallest counties in England. And that name actually came from a joke uh, that John Cleese did. And Eric Idle paid him a pound so he can use the name Rutland Weekend Television. Wow, so I didn't realize... Okay, wait a minute. So I didn't know that was an actual for real county. That It is. I thought it was a made-up county, but no, well, it's a real, it's a real uh, one. Well, yeah. we do have a friend named Harriet who is from Rutland. <laughs> is, she, is she from Rutland, really? Okay. Yeah, so uh, the, the whole point uh, of the, the TV show was it that it was like, a, um, uh, you know, it's a TV show based in Rutland. So uh, the premise is, uh, you know, they, so they have no budget for their TV show, which in real life they had no budget for their TV show. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, that was. <laughs> it, it was produced, yeah, it was produced by the BBC. But, the, it, I mean, if you, if you watch it, this is basically uh, – I mean, it was filmed in, like, a room the size of my apartment. And, and like, they had, like, one day to film it uh, for filming. And they basically, every day, uh, Eric Idle said they would have to go. It was on the fourth floor of their studio. So when it was time to film, they had to carry all the sets and furniture up to the fourth floor. Yeah, and then the yeah that thing. So apparently, when when he got when they they applied for their funding or whatever, when they when, they, when the series got picked up, the BBC gave them the budget for uh, they, call, they called it a presentation show, mm-hmm. like, like a news show, as opposed to like an actual like yeah. like filmed on location show. So they had this really yeah. minuscule budget, so they kind of had to work with that, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like no money, but the premise of the show was that it's a show that was made on a shoestring budget. And uh, um, basically the look and feel, it just feels very Monty Python-ish in itself. And it even had like animation, like in the title, and sometimes as the interstitial, like between uh, programs or set pieces. Right. And it looked very Terry Gilliam-ish. Though it wasn't Terry Gilliam. No, that that the opening, like the opening intro for Rutland, yeah, that's very Terry Gilliam-ish. The very, you know, the the, yeah. guy, the guy plowing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and Terry Gilliam, as we all know, was the uh, animator for Monty Python, and went on to do such movies as The Brothers Grimm and some other movies. No, I just need like his worst movie yeah, on purpose. <laughs> Brazil. Brazil is probably his best movie. Yeah, Either I know, way. I know. Time bandits. Yeah, but the, the the big the big uh, the, but the other big uh, component that that separated or also was a link to Monty Python was uh, uh, Neil Innes, who um, uh, did like he, he did a musical songs like throughout. Um, each episode, and he's known from a band called Bonzo Dog Do Da Band, yeah, yeah. which uh, he first worked with Eric Idle in 1967 on a show called Do Not Adjust Your Set. Um, that show also featured um, uh, Terry Jones and Michael Palin. It was kind of like a kid show, but kind of one of those kid shows 
where it was just kind of surreal and adults really liked it mm-hmm. as well. So, um, so it, Neil Innes was the other guy who was like, uh, uh, an integral part of the show. And did you know, like the, the, the Bonzo dog do da band <laughs> was featured in the magical mystery tour. Well, they, no, that was cause I like that. I really like, uh, if you could play a clip from urban space, I like that urban space, man. I like that song. That's pretty good. I'm the urban spaceman, baby. I've got speed. I've got everything I need. He's also, mm-hmm. also, that's Neil Innocent. He's also, also the, um, in Monty Python, the Holy Grail, he's the, uh, the musician that, that follows the Sir Robin. And he's the one that sings the, the Sir Robin's tale. Bravely bold Sir Robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, brave Sir Robin. So, no, he, he, wrote, he wrote for the movie, he wrote The Knights of the Round Table. And, yeah, brave Sir Robin. He also appeared in the movie as a guy who gets a cow dropped on him <laughs> and a guy who gets the uh, Trojan rabbit dropped on him. Yeah, so I, I've been to <laughs> I've, I've been to that castle. That's up in that's not too far away. It's up by Perth, and uh, it's called the Monty Python Castle. But it's really weird because <laughs> it's kind of in the middle of this town. But like the way they filmed mm-hmm. it was that, like, you're in this castle, and however they filmed it, they made it appear, like, if you watch the movie, it looks like that castle's in the middle of nowhere, but it's actually, you know, in the middle of this little village, you know? So it's interesting that you go there. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, if you go to the castle, um, Sto- uh, Schoon, Schoon Palace, I think? Uh, Schoon Palace, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go there, uh, Terry Jones does the uh, narration. He does the uh, audio. Oh, tour. very cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and one other feature about the Bonzo uh, Dog Doodah Band um, is that they are credited. They had a song that another band picked up on in whose name, and the song was called Death Cab for Cutie. Guess what band named themselves after that? <laughs> I saw that. I saw, I, saw, I, I saw that clip on YouTube, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that yeah. Was like before you even told me yeah. about it. And then I was like, it's some other. I was like, oh, dude, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, that night, cutie, call a cab. She left her east side drum so drab. Right. Exactly. So they, so you know, they had like the street creds, like you know, uh, the Beatles loved them. So Neil Innes was actually called the seventh uh, Python. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he came in in the last series. He might have done music throughout, but I think maybe mostly in the last uh, series of Monty Python after John Cleese left, right. uh, he yeah. did a lot of the songs. So uh, he and Eric Idle went on, but uh, to do Rutland Weekend Television, but. Essentially, I was reading this like interview from 1975. You know, it was very much the uh, Eric Idle show. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting watching it now. Like I watched that. Like the, if you watch the first episode, so the first episode starts with that animation that we were talking about. But then mm-hmm. that that first skit. The, 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 then then there's the the Eric Idle is the kind of the 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 guy welcoming you to the the program and yeah then, then they had that first skit which is like the talk show where it's like they're just mm-hmm. people just uh, you know just talking nonsense i mean just like the yeah dark dickle bottom but you know it's like that kind of stuff and i was yeah. like dude that would never that was on tv 
You know, that was on a network TV in the UK. It's like that would never fly in the state. Ham sandwich, bucket and water plastic, Duralex, rubber McFisher's underwear. Plug rapid emulsion, sick custard without sustenance in Kipling Duff geriatric scenery, maximizes press insulating government, grunting sapphire clubs, incidentally. So absurd. You know, that first little... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but that's more like the history of British comedy, yeah. you know? So it it was like, and, and strangely enough that uh, they called it Rutland Weekend Television, and they would get letters. Well, first of all, the first episode got more complaint letters than any show on the BBC up until that point. <laughs> but but uh, Neil Ennis, uh, in this interview, he said that they would actually get people writing in uh, thinking it was a real television show filmed in Rutland. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> But uh, it goes with, you know, but it does feel very Monty Python-ish because it's just like, um, so like in Monty Python, uh, like Graham Chapman and John Cleese would write together. Uh, they would do like like a good example of one of their sketches is like the dead parrot sketch mm-hmm. where they kind of like, they used to call it like in this book I read, uh, Thesaurus Comedy, where you do like long lists right, of yeah. things. Those guys were into the word. <laughs> those guys were into the words. Yeah. Yeah, those two were. And then uh, Terry Jones and and Michael Palin were more of kind of the physical, you know, sight gag thing. A good example would be like, um, what's that one where like uh, the guy's playing piano and his arms get cut off and things like that? So that's like that's those kind of guys uh, thing. And then Eric Idle would be the only one uh, who would like just write on his own. Mm -hmm. He would write his own sketches. And a good example of like his sketch would be uh, the. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Yeah, yeah. Sort he was, of sketch. He was a really good, he's a really good, like, smarmy TV host kind of character. That was his, his thing. Yeah, like, he was like a wordsmith yeah. as well, because he went to uh, Cambridge mm-hmm. along with, uh, uh, he was in the Cambridge Review. Right, with all the... Uh, so, yeah, but then he watched the show, and it's just like, yeah, it's kind of like the, all the Eric Idle sketches on Money Python, and then songs with Neil Innes. Yeah, you know what's what's weird is like because I'm like you know I grew when I grew up you know it's so like I had we had um, they would show SCTV on on mm-hmm. on the TV so like I had that, I think the choice of like they would show it up against Saturday Night Live so you had the you had the choice of like ooh do I watch the last half hour of Saturday Night Live or watch <laughs> SCTV you know because the last half hour oh no of they put, they put it against shitty, each other yeah and the la- but the last half mm-hmm. hour of Saturday Night Live was always shitty you know so you go oh I go watch so I started watching SCTV and I think. SCTV did a way better job of like kind of setting up its own year. Like this doesn't like when I watched the Rutland TV, like it doesn't really set it up as a universe, you know, it just, just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's like you don't, you don't get the whole, this is Rutland TV station other than the name, you know, it's like, you don't get any weird like program. I mean, it's just, it, it didn't seem quite all the way to the bill that they were trying to sell mm-hmm. to me for me basically you know it's like an okay version it's not that great no that's the thing you know it's, i think i think like okay. sketches went on for like i was like you know i i watched about like half of each of the two series uh and they, they would just have like some sketches go on for like 10 minutes yeah you know, it's but there are a couple of classic sketches like um I, I think what I saw that I liked the most was uh, it was their Christmas special and George Harrison was on it and they get like uh, and the pirate. he's like he was the pirate yeah yeah he's building up like uh, George Harrison is gonna come out and sing sing his songs sing his hits and he comes out as a pirate thirty pieces of uh, pirate 
Good evening. Hi, uh, hi, Long John. Uh, yes, 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 very nice, very nice. Uh, yes, you'll be able to sing in a minute, thank you. I sing? Yes, in a minute, ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable Lennox of the Quiet One from the Fab Four will be here to sing you some of his besties. I'm not here to sing, I'm here to act. Act? Yes. Here? Yes, aha, I didn't ride on the dead man's chest, the pirate sketch. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, there's, uh, there's no pirate sketch down on the running order, I'm afraid. No pirate sketch down here, see? He's yeah, like, that, that was uh, pretty good, yeah. You're, you're here to sing, he's like, no, no, I'm here to act. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm here for the pirate sketch. Yeah, he's like, he, no, no, you're here to sing. Yeah, then there's that whole, there's that whole Harrison Beatles connection. They, they said, like, even the Beatles were like, they, they, they were saying, they thought that Monty Python was carrying on their kind of legacy. You know, as far yeah, they were like the know. Beatles of comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so like Harrison, like you know, bankrolled um, what was it, uh, Life of Brian, and a couple other films, you know, for those guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a production company. Yeah. So I mean, he was... and then the, and did you see the end of that George Harrison bit? So he comes out as a pirate, but then in the end, he's like um, Neil Innes's band is playing like the musical riff to. Um, what was his song? My, My Sweet, Sweet Lord. Lord. Yeah, or... they started, but then he... Yeah. So he comes in, and he, then he comes in, he's like, finally, we got George Harrison who's going to sing. And then they do the musical riff of My Sweet Lord, yeah. and then he's like, I'm Bob the Pirate. I'm a pirate. I like to be a pirate, a pirate's life for me. All my friends are pirates and the same the BBC. That's such a good twist. But then they kind of go into it. Then they they, they kind of give in. They go, yeah, we'll start playing a pirate song. Yeah, yeah, because they're like, cause I thought that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, because they start playing the My Sweet Lord is what they start playing. It's like, yeah, I thought it was gonna be like one of those cheesy ones where it's just like, okay, well, we gotta have the rock star do like his 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 song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that was like just a good twist. It got me. I didn't know. I didn't see it coming. So what was the deal? <laughs> so what was the deal with um? You were saying something about Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of their, I think one of my favorite sketches I saw it was I. I think it's like a parody of a show that was on. It was called the Old Gay Whistle Test, which is oh yeah, it says the, here the, on one of the it was it was a parody of a TV show called The, the Old, Old Gray, Gray Whistle, Whistle Test. test. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like this whispery sort of prog rock host yeah. with a beard, yeah. whispering Bob, I guess they call it. And uh, um, so Eric Idle is playing like the host of this prog rock show. And um, the band he had on was named uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket. And I shall be talking as usual, like this. Wow. But first on Whistle Test, here's our studio group, Toad the Wet Sprocket. And then in this interview with Eric Idle, um, he said, uh, yeah, I just thought of the most silliest sounding uh, name for a band I could think of. And then uh, like years later, like I guess would, uh, in the 90s or early 2000s, whenever that band Toad the Wet Sprocket <laughs> uh, was actually around, um, uh, he was like driving in L.A. And uh, he heard like the radio DJ go, next up, we have a song from Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> and he was driving like he almost like crashed his car because he couldn't believe it. But yeah, uh, there, oh, okay. yeah I mean, that, okay. so that's yeah, another yeah. social or, or, or kind of like a cultural uh, footnote is that they got their name from uh, Rutland Weekend Television. <laughs> I wonder if those guys even knew. I mean, they must they must have somehow. Knew. No, they didn't know. No, no, no. Because then because I, I was watching and they went told the wet sprocket. So immediately I Googled told the wet sprocket yeah. and then on their Wikipedia page it said. 
Well, the Wikipedia page got it wrong. They said they, they said they got the name from a Monty Python sketch, and right. I'm like, oh, uh, no, yeah, no, <laughs> Rutland <laughs> Weekend Television. Yeah. No, 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 sir. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 Wikipedia. That's what we're here to correct. Did you correct it? Did you correct the article? <laughs> oh no, no, no. We should no, go no. back. I'll go back and but, do it uh, for you. <laughs> oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notation. I do, and, and and we can cite we can cite the podcast now. There you go, dude. Mm. <laughs> Here, 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 here. We, <laughs> we, we, we set the record straight. It's all about SEO, dude. <laughs> SEO, man. Wikipedia. Yeah. All right. So cool. another funny thing of that one sketch, and I think those were, were probably noting two of the funniest sketches on there, is that it was this prog rock thing, and they had uh, um, uh, Stan Finch, the world's first all-death singer. So <laughs> they just had this, like, dead rock star in a chair, but they would – do all those like really cheesy right, 70s yeah. prog rock effects yeah. like zoom cam and just like multi-layer like you would see like in a can video yeah. and uh, it was just a dead guy really right. next on whistle test i have with me stan fitch the first all dead singer stan welcome to whistle test Yeah, right. Well, now Stan's going to do a number for us off his next album called Even Further Beyond the Grave. Yeah, but but uh, I guess the main thing that brought Rutland Weekend Television was it was the birthplace of uh, what, what famous thing you brought it up earlier? I don't know. You tell me, Harmon. The... The R- R- the Ruddles. And that, my friends, is the perfect teaser for our next episode of Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. Where we dive into the history of the Ruddles. The famous satirical Beatles band, the Ruddles went on to appear on Saturday Night Live. And with that, thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.